Hello, sexies, and welcome to season three. You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play, and I am Taylor Sparks, your host and sex goddess for the evening. We are here for the purposes of educating, entertaining, and informing you in all areas of sexuality, sexual health, kink, relationships, and the business of sex. I am so excited, as I am every week, to welcome a new guest and this beautiful, brainy woman. (laughs) Before I bring her on, let me give you a little bit about her. Mary Ellen Ryder is the co-director of Yarlap, the wellness device to treat urinary incontinence and improve sexual performance and experience through muscle control. Mary Ellen spends a lot of time researching and finding out what's new in the pelvic floor world and the social media realm. She strives to empower women through their pelvic floor muscles. She enjoys getting to know her customers through social media and speaking events and inspiring people about why the Kello exercises and Yarlap are so important. Mary Ellen and her dad have emerged as a leading voice in the pelvic floor and sex sex tech wellness space. Mary Ellen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. This is going to be super fun. Yes, yes, yes. So let, you know, I love talking about sex, which is why, you know, we have this podcast like to get my feel of it. <laughs> and people go, oh, it's okay. She, she, she hosts the show. She likes to talk about sex. And so, you know, the first question I'm sure everybody has is, so why pelvic floor strengthening you decided to get into as opposed to dog grooming like right. what what <laughs> why, uh, what what stared you this way right so my dad is my other co-founder so everybody always is like wait you talk to your dad about sex and in reality no we talk about business aspects and everything but my dad is a a medical device engineer he designed uh medical um, he was on the group to, 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 to oh my gosh, can you cut that out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the team that designed the device, uh, that helps with the national healthcare system in England, Great Britain, Scandinavia, oh. Germany, and France for postpartum health, uh, for toning the pelvic floor muscles. And he also okay. does stuff for, uh, muscle pain shoulders, knees, all that stuff. And I was doing an internship for Women for a Woman International uh, about women's health and women's rights and everything like that and wanted to get into an area where I could make a direct impact in somebody's quality of life. And Mm -hmm. it kind of was serendipitous that he got the clearance for the FDA, which took years and years to do Mm -hmm. right around about a year after I had graduated from college and was kind of burning out from what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, you have no filter and you (laughs) love talking to people about things that aren't normally talked about. So for me, that was like talking about sex and vaginas and (sighs) how my boobs are and all these other different things. And I had no shame. Like my friends would come to me and ask me questions because they're like, well, what's your experience? Like you have you talk to your doctor about all these different weird things and yes, yes. I'm embarrassed and I'm over here like, well, that's my doctor's job is to, to guide me. Right. <laughs> so I don't have any, I don't have any filter with my doctor at all. And, um, so I thought, I thought, oh, wow. Like I could talk to them, but you know, incontinence really only affects old people. I don't really want to talk to people about diapers. Like that's just not my vibe. I'm more into like women's bodies, 
I was very young, very naive. So forgive me for thinking that, right? Mm, right, um, right. And so my dad goes, well, my dad is actually the one that called me out on it. And he goes, do your research and mm-hmm. just look it up. Look up the pelvic floor, look up urinary incontinence. I think that this would be really good. Just look it up and, and tell me what you think. And within mm-hmm. about two hours, I had fallen into the deep, dark, uh, web rabbit hole of all things pelvic floor related. <laughs> I was talking to my friends, reaching out to them. And I was like, hey, does anybody know anybody who like laughs, sneezes, and coughs? We got together at coffee. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There were five of us. Three of them had that issue. And they're like, well, it's not incontinence because that happens to old people. I just do it because like, you know, I was a gymnast or um, I'd never really grown out of it, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, no, this is incontinence, but we're just too embarrassed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And nobody, nobody talks about the pelvic floor. Um, even, even myself, I never talked about the pelvic floor with right. my doctor, didn't know it existed. And mm. I thought this is so perfect because it affects so many women in the United States globally. It affects so many women. And we have this thing that treats it. Yeah, I can talk about it unfiltered. How great is that? Like, okay. that's so great. So that's, that's kind of how it became a father daughter thing, because he's an engineer. Just, yeah, he's an engineer. And I've got the personality and the ability to just <laughs> stand on a soapbox and talk about my, my pelvic floor and my vagina all day long. So it's uh-huh. just like a match made in heaven, basically. So here we are. <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah, he kind of helped make you, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and he goes, well, I have this and it, it works. I know it, but like, nobody's going to want to listen to me talk about it. And I thought, yeah, you're, you're probably, you're probably right. Nobody's going to listen to my dad talk about <laughs> your female urinary incontinence. That's so interesting that you say that. I was, just to digress a minute, I was teaching on the luxury lifestyle vacation Paris cruise recently. And I did my how to make good pussy bed. No, I did my um, care and feeding of your Yoni seminar. And then there was another doctor there who, <laughs> bless his heart, he was doing his thing, you know, but he was talking about things to help with erectile dysfunction and, you know, things that the, the, the shot that women get in their uterine vulva area to help tighten things up. I think it's in the clitoris. Yeah. And it's supposed to help them be more tight and lubricating and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, huh. And he was a man talking about it. And I didn't see too many of the women were like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> so I think there is something said about men talking about our genitals in a way as if they know, even if they are a doctor, that some people don't quite connect. Right. So. It's, like it's, not, it's a... It's not the personal experience, I would say. Yeah. That's like, you're like, okay, well, I mean, <laughs> all right, <laughs> go off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so they listened because he was a doctor, but I could see there was a little bit of a disconnect there. So I think that was a good call for you and your dad to, um, you know, to go, you, I'll do, I'll stay back here. You, you go out there and you, and you do that talking. So, so are you saying that there are younger women that have stress incontinence? Because of, go ahead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There are it, and I think that that is like a big myth um, that we need to de- that we need to debunk is that women only older women get urinary incontinence, and I think a lot of people are like only people. The only option is diapers. 
Um, and so only grandmas get it. And that is mm-hmm. very false. Women of all ages can get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. It really matters about the tone of your pelvic floor. That's where it all kind of stems from. And yes. I'm not a medical professional. Let me just say that right off the bat. Not a medical professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the pelvic floor is so important when it comes to keeping all of the things that need to be in place into their proper position, including your bladder. And so we have women who have had kids, who have never had kids, who are runners, who have never run in their entire life. It really just depends on the tone of your pelvic floor. And for women, I feel like it's almost a shorter list of what factors aren't included that weaken the pelvic floor than what factors do affect the, the really yeah I so mean, so it's age, not just gravity no it's age <laughs> weight gravity hormones <laughs> childbirth not childbirth uh too tight of a pelvic floor muscle too loose of a pelvic floor muscle all these oh. different things i feel almost like we are in in goldilocks where mm-hmm. it's you know <laughs> too much or too little just right and it's a a very small margin um, but we never talk about these pelvic floor muscles. So nobody knows how to tone them properly until right. they have incontinence or they have something where they're like, wait, this isn't right. So, um, and so, so, so for people who, I didn't mean to cut you off, honey, for people who don't know the difference between like stress incontinence and urge incontinence, like what, what, what's the difference? Because one, somebody may be listening and be like, well, I don't, I don't really have that issue. You know, something else happens when I do something else. So right. that doesn't work for me. So what's the difference between stress incontinence and urge incontinence? Right. So like the loose definition, again, you have to always get the the diagnosis from your doctor. But stress is the when you laugh, cough, sneeze, jump, working out, and you pee a little bit. Mm-hmm. And urge is the sudden urge to go to the bathroom. So some people, they have um, this sudden feeling of, I got to go and I got to go right now. Or some people, they got to go and they can hold it five, mm-hmm. 10 minutes, but they have like this sudden urge to go to the bathroom and that's what urges and mixed is a combination of mixed uh, urge and stress incontinence. So you, you leak involuntarily a little bit when you do an activity, but you also sometimes get sudden urges to pee and you can't hold it uh, really an involuntary leakage of urine at any um, at any time kind of uh-huh. falls within that category. And there are so many different types. So it's, it's, it's incredibly mind blowing to me that we don't talk about this consistently all the time. Well, anything in this country, in most countries that have to do with anything below our waist, except w- with regards to pleasing a man <laughs> is never discussed. Right. Right. Or childbirth. And, and it's just the yeah, that too. childbirth. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So explain to us, what is the yard lap and what it actually, how does it work? What does it do and how does it work? So uh, the yard lap, again, is an FDA cleared medical device. I can get up on my uh, soapbox and get, get up on there. I'm giving <laughs> get up on there. This is your time. But what it does is it goes in and it sends a signal directly into your pelvic floor muscles. So there is a little uh, PC stimulator that goes into the vagina like a tampon. And Uh it sends a signal into the pelvic floor muscles directly 
to do Kegel exercises to massage and relax that pelvic floor muscle for you. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes somebody, you know, your physical therapist, your OB, your general health doctor, whomever your licensed healthcare professional will tell you to do Kegel exercises, will tell you that you need to relax your pelvic floor muscles, and then they'll give you a pamphlet and you'll be on your way. Mm-hmm. It's extremely hard, especially for women to do those exercises correctly on their own or with written instruction. In fact, there was a study done that showed that well over 50% of women who try to do these exercises, to try mm-hmm. to do Kegel exercises mm-hmm. with written instruction, did them incorrectly. Do you know if, if that has anything to do with whether someone has had a vaginal birth or not? Be, I asked, well, I asked because when I was giving birth to my first child and I'm pushing and pushing and pushing and nothing is happening and the nurse took her hand and literally was like, push from here. And I was like, oh, from there. You know, then I had to move my whole you know, thought process mindset as to where I was pushing from. So if you've never, so, and I don't know if, if one thing has to do with it, with another, but, you know, I got a better understanding of the control of my pelvic floor when I had to push out a baby. So oh, yeah. it doesn't mean people cannot, but I mean, are, the, are we finding that it has anything to do with that? Like whether you've pushed a baby out or not, or just who, who I mean, who teaches you about that? Honestly, right? <laughs> right. Who do, we, who do we sit down and talk to? to express about learning that until Um, there's an issue with it exactly well it's funny that you bring that up because 40 percent again there was like another study and i i think that in the past few years there have been more and more studies on women's health especially around the vagina pelvic floor all that other stuff because prior to this and including the study i'm about to tell you about it's all european and australians that Mm. are doing these studies there's really hardly anything here in the united states until very recently Um, But one of the studies showed that 40% of women who have had vaginal births uh, will experience some form of urinary incontinence Mm -hmm. and 25% of C-section births will experience some form of urinary incontinence. Now, just sit back and and let that blow your mind for a little bit because it blew my mind. (laughs) Yes, Um, yes, yes, yes. And like you said, it's so intense on your pelvic floor. There's a lot of pressure when you are pushing out a child. Or when you are carrying a child, that is a lot of pressure put mm-hmm. onto your pelvic floor muscles. So if you don't know how to command and have total control of those muscles, um, that can cause a lot of strain. And you've got to be able to know how to recover from that. Again, they're going to look at you and be like, do your kegels, have fun, see you in a few, see ya. Right, right. And, but- and you're standing there going, I don't know how to do that. Also, I have to take care of this, this child that that exercise is not in my mind. That is not in the forefront at all. And you have to sit down and you have to think and concentrate and really work those muscles. And you have to do thousands of those exercises to get the benefits that you're reading about. And you have to concentrate for all those thousands of exercises. It's hard. And you're going to do that while taking care of a child, while taking care of yourself post postpartum. That's a lot to put on a woman. That is a lot of pressure. We don't and, even want to take care of ourselves after you have a baby. That's why mothers who have daughters who have babies are like, I'll be there the first two weeks. Trust me, I understand. <laughs> You're just, you know, even if you have an easy labor, my labors were both easy. They were, 
uh, four and a half hours and two and a half hours. And, you know, it was like bada bing, bada boom, three pushes, <laughs> baby was out. They were small babies. But after the baby gets here, oh, that's the real work and you're exhausted. So I can't imagine if you also have, you know, stress incontinence due to the, due to the childbirth how that could also be agitating to 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 anyone. So the pelvic floor mm-hmm. is not only responsible for holding up the weight of the bladder, it's holding up the weight of the uterus, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yep. is about the size of your fist if there's no baby in it. It's not that big, so it don't weigh a lot, but it's 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 holding up everything. Uh, I mean, everything above is weighted down on our pelvic floor, even our bellies and our kidneys. It's it's still above it, so to speak, even though not necessarily, but it's still above it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so the Yarlap, its goal is to cut down on the amount of kegels that we need to do. Its job is to do the kegels for us. What? Right. How? So- Again, like going through, you have to think about concentrating on doing all those muscle exercises. Am I doing them correctly? Is it even the right muscle? A lot of times women will use their rear ends, their abs, their thighs, <laughs> and they'll be clenching those. And that's not your pelvic floor muscle. So you're not getting the full the full spectrum of the pelvic floor, um, or you're not doing it in its entirety to its strength. And that's really, really hard. So there's a lot of what ifs. And so the Yarlap, uh, the the reasoning of why we do what we do is to be able to insert it like a tampon. And in 20 minutes, it does everything for you. You do not have to think about it. You just sit there or lie down. Some people walk around. It really is woman dependent and it does everything for you in 20, 35 minutes, depending on how many exercises you want to do. And Mm -hmm. that's it. That's all you got to do for the day, three to five days a week. And over a period of a few weeks, because it is muscle rehabilitation, Right. Over a few, over over a few period of weeks, you know, you are regaining control of that pelvic floor muscle. You are treating urinary incontinence. And the goal is that you no longer have urinary incontinence because you're, you have total control of your pelvic floor muscles. So it sends that signal that your brain sends to your muscles to work. And sometimes women, sometimes women, their, their muscles are so atrophied. They're so weakened that they don't have that that signal is lost or it's jumbled or, you know, only a part of it gets into the pelvic floor muscle and they can't do the, they can't do the exercise. No matter how hard they try, they don't have that muscle control and the yarlap lap still goes in there and wakes those muscles up and gently tones them back into their natural position, natural mm-hmm. strength. And mm-hmm. even if you have light severe, the yarlap lap goes in and it treats it because mm-hmm. it, again, it sends that signal, the proper signal, the correct signal, into the pelvic floor muscles every single time within that 20 minute duration. And mm-hmm. so for us, it was, how do we make your life easier, improve your quality of life where you don't have to think this is an exercise where you do not have to think about it, but you know, you're going to get the benefits. So that's, that was the, the mentality behind the RLAP is how do we get you pelvic floor control muscle of those muscles without mm-hmm. you having to sit down, concentrate and like have a mental breakdown. Right. Because I mean, it's hard. And like, and, and I think for women, we don't have time. And so uh, for us with the yard lap, it is, how do we do this? That will get you where you need to go Mm -hmm. and do it properly, do it safely, do it effectively and do your urinary incontinence. That's 
for us, the most important is how do we do it safely and effectively? And so I think we accomplish that. And so another thing too, I think a lot of women don't realize is with regards to sexual health and wellness, how important to have a strong pelvic floor is, not just for the childbirth, but when your pelvic floor is strong, it, as it should be for, for you, right? Not saying you're trying to lift a hundred pound weight with your vagina, but if it's as strong as it should be for, to, to support your body, to support the weight of your organs, um, sex is better. Orgasms mm -hmm. are better, you know, and they don't understand that. And so tell them how, you know, when you get the pelvic floor back into its tip top shape, what are some of the benefits sexually Right. That. Right. Well, I think that we have all been very guilty of clicking on those, those heading, those links where it says, you know, do this one exercise to be fire in the bedroom or like it will be <laughs> a mind blowing experience. We've all been guilty of clicking. Not me, not me. <laughs> I'm like, bullshit. You can't <laughs> like, I, already know the I already know the answer to that. Um, and that. And what you're telling him is not true, but go ahead. No, I'm that and, way. And a lot of it is, a lot of it is fluff. But, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll say, you know, do the Kegel exercise. But what they don't tell you is that those exercises are extremely hard to do. And they yes. also don't target the vagina. They target the pelvic floor muscles. Right, right, so right, right. A lot of people, a lot of people will, will write into us. They'll call into us and they'll say, well, does this tighten the vagina? No, because the pelvic <laughs> floor is what controls all of that. Your pelvic floor tone controls all of that. Yes. So when people say, I, this this is one of my um, most hated sentences is throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> hate that. I hate it, but we all, we have all heard that. We've all heard somebody be made fun of for it. And it is my, I detest, I hate that statement. And you know, because my response, not. my response to that is, well, if your dick was bigger, we wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> you know, I was speaking to someone recently, a therapist, and she said she was, um, um, with a couple and the husband was basically saying to the wife that since you had that baby, it's like try driving a truck into a tunnel. Oh, I would have like, stood up and slapped somebody. I would have slapped. I'm like, well, that'd be the last time your truck goes in this fucking tunnel. If your dick was bigger, we wouldn't have these issues. You know, I said, sometimes men see the childbirth and because they see it, they don't realize that the, 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 the vagina, the vulva is a muscle, is going to shrink back to where it was, especially after one baby. So it's not still just laying there open after the baby came out, you idiot. And <laughs> please teach these men about vaginas and vulvas and pelvic floors and uteruses and how they work because right. they're just in there just dancing around. But it's it's like... If you talk about their little dicks, they just get so offended. But we're just supposed to be okay because you tell us our vagina is too big. Like, right. no, my vagina is not too big. Your dick is too little. <laughs> so the, so if you think about the last time that you've had an orgasm, everybody, like, think back. Hopefully it's been very recently. So this is not like yes, a total Yesterday. Recall. Yesterday. <laughs> you feel that clenching. You feel a pulse. Yep. And that is actually your pelvic floor muscle clenching. That is you doing a proper Kegel exercise. Mm -hmm. So the Kegel exercise, there are a lot of different research um, materials out there. And one of those is the pelvic floor muscle. The orgasm is not for procreation, solely for procreation. The orgasm is not just for having babies, but it's also for a maintenance tool. 
because mm-hmm. when you have an orgasm, you're doing your pelvic floor exercises and you're toning your pelvic floor muscles. So when you are doing the Kegel exercise as an exercise alone, doing the, doing it with the YAR lab is not going to bring you to completion. It's not going to give you an orgasm. It's just an exercise. Like when you're lifting weights, Damn it. Um, but when you're doing <laughs> these, you're doing the Kegel exercises properly. So you're yes. learning, your muscle is learning to do it on a second nature, to do it with muscle memory properly and mm-hmm. to do it with strength. And yes. so when you have this orgasm, your body kicks in and goes, wait, we've done these exercises before and we know how to yes. do them very strong and we know how to do them properly and we can do them very quickly. And all of a sudden you have this very intense response to the orgasm because your muscle memory kicks in to do those Kegel exercises to the full strength. And so yes. you a lot of people who have a strong pelvic floor muscle, they have good tone, they have a stronger, better response to the orgasm because that clench, that pulse is actually your pelvic floor muscle moving. And so, yes. so it, it's not just for bladder, ha-ha, incontinence. It's also for a great sexual experience, right? And who doesn't want a great sexual experience, even if it's with yourself? <laughs> exactly. Like that's, it's, it's so great. And not only like, are you doing it for a cardio reason, but you're also now getting your pelvic floor toned as well. So it's just like a, it's a whole body inner and outer experience. So, this is, so wait, when did you guys initially develop the pro, the yard lab? The yard lab, it was unveiled officially in 2016. And, um, and- between the unveiling and the time you started, you and your dad started developing it, what was the time frame? About two and a half, three years. About two so, and a half, three years. Yeah. Okay. So we had to go through the FDA process. Um, mm-hmm. My dad, you know, has a really, he has a good uh, relationship with them because he's designed a lot of medical devices. Perfect. Um, but you have to go through a, it's not an easy task. It's not something that you wake up and you're like, I've decided we're going to be a medical device today. (laughs) Um, It is something that takes years and years to do. And it takes thousands of pages of paperwork to do. And Mm -hmm. um, for us, it took a while to do it properly and get that FDA clearance. So we wear that with a really big badge of honor because it is something very hard to do, very hard to accomplish. So it is. And so as we talk about this business uh, of sex and you're trying to, um, or not trying, you, you obviously succeeded. You're going through this process of getting the FDA approval, not for a sex tech device, although it benefits the sexual wellness um, it, uh, um, of a Volvo owner. Um was there anything about the, you know, getting into the business of sex on the sexual health and wellness side of this device that surprised you? Because, you know, a lot of people who decide to get into sexual technology um, come upon these things like, wait, I got to do what? Or I didn't think I needed, I need to talk to who, or I'm going to get my product in there. So what about the sex tech industry or the sexual health and wellness industry that that you and your dad came up against that you found somewhat surprising or for us it was um not really in the fda clearance section at all it was Mm -hmm. the promotion of it on platform so facebook and amazon all those big hubs they have pretty in they have bots all the time they have algorithms and they do all of these things but for us we are a medical device first and foremost 
and we treat bladder leaks first and foremost and we tone the pelvic floor first and foremost with kegel exercises but for some reason in society in these algorithms kegel exercises are sex it is sex it is dirty it should never happen oh my gosh (laughs) for us we're like this is the number one exercise that is recommended by doctors yes to tone your pelvic floor muscles to improve your quality of life and you're telling me like that they should never be done that they're dirty and we should be ashamed by it like oh my gosh so for us it was really hard we ended up having to talk to uh, uh people at facebook we got onto the phone with them and they have phones? They have a, <laughs> give me a oh, number. Give oh, me a yeah. fucking number. Give them, tell everybody the number right now. <laughs> you go through, you have to, I mean, we went through, we went through Ohio congressmen. Um, oh uh, my God. Put the number out there. And we all we, call Facebook. We all got something to say. Every sex educator got something to say. Yeah, he was, <laughs> what was his name? George, I think. Um, oh my God. I cannot so, remember his name. And he, he what he's no longer I think he I think he ran out on his term he hit the quota but yeah, he Facebook got rid of him <laughs> heard, yeah he heard he heard of our issue we got on the phone with him we met with him and he could not believe that um Senator Coley that's his name Senator Coley okay uh-huh. and we got on the phone with him we ended up meeting with him and he couldn't understand why we were not able to use the word Kegel. And he was like, I don't understand it. You don't understand it. I don't think that they understand it. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're using this whole, like, well, it's sexual and accent. He goes, they don't know what they're talking about. And so we got on the phone with them and we ended up having almost a, a sex health class talk. Oh my gosh. Because nobody told the 20 year old, whoever's uh, controlling their freaking bots, what a kegel was. Yeah. And I was like, do you, you children? A, do you know what a kegel is? And they're like, well, it's, it, it relates to the vagina. And I said, oh my gosh, I, no. I almost talked through the phone, um, almost like bloody mirror. Was it a guy you were talking to or a oh, woman? It's all men. It's all men. And so we were talking to them and I, I thought, okay. It relates to the vagina? So we talked to them and thankfully they were pretty, they were receptive and they're like, well, we'll fix it. And they did fix it. But I mean, this was a, an uphill battle that we had for almost three and a half months where we weren't allowed to advertise. We weren't allowed to do anything um, because we were told that it was sexual in nature. It was a sexual product um, and that it was, essentially it felt almost like we were kind of shamed into a corner and we had, oh my we gosh. ended up having I'm not kidding you it was almost like a sex health education on the pelvic floor muscles and how kegel exercises are actually for everybody regardless of your genitals everybody has right men muscles. men can do them too men right. you can right. do them too <laughs> and men have the luxury of or penis havers have the luxury of being able to move their penis up and down when they try to do a kegel. They can physically see it. Exactly. Uh, but women, we are vagina havers, vulva havers. They don't, we don't have that luxury. We, it's a deeply isolated muscle that we never a, are able to actually see uh, for ourselves with our own two eyes. And yet it's an extremely important, it's an extremely important exercise that we're supposed to do regularly 
but yeah. we have never discussed it or talked about where it is or how to do these exercises, how to do them properly, um, or even where, where they are, <laughs> where they are. And so for us, that was, for me personally, that was the most mind blowing thing that we have come across in, uh, in marketing this in our experience with Yarlap is just the total misunderstanding mm-hmm. of what certain mm-hmm. things are, where, where on the anatomy they are, and basically this shame that women solely are supposed to have on their bodies. Uh, I know we're talking about Yarlap and how fantastic it is. I am totally biased. I feel like everybody should have one, but uh, uh, everyone but, should have but one. There was this thing I think maybe two or three years ago now, two years ago, where uh, Dame. Do you remember this Dame with the New York uh, transportation oh. system? No, no, whatever. They wanted to. They're a sex toy, and they. Uh, oh, Dame, the sex toy. Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember. Yes, and go she, ahead. They they wanted to put ads up of what they do, and they were told no, it was sex, but there were there were uh, erectile dysfunction pills on the on the on the train yes 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 and they're like well why what's the difference between the erectile dysfunction ones and what we're doing and so it was a whole it was a whole campaign of like what what is the what's the difference and why are why are we shamed into doing this like what why is there an obstacle why is there more of an obstacle on women's sexual health, sexual pleasure, uh, and desire? Where does that stem from? And why is it still here? Exactly. Exactly. And so and they, and did life, they have a response? I don't think I, if they did, I never heard it, <laughs> but I mean, did, was, was Dame able to ever put the products, uh, put their ads up? Cause I saw something recently there where somebody was tearing down somebody's ads off the train. I'm like, Oh God, let it go. I don't, I honestly don't know. We can, we can all tweet at them and figure out what is going on. But I remember seeing that and I actually spoke to them because I thought, you know, you are not the only one. You are spearheading this. That's something that is desperately needed. Uh, And so I talked to them and they're amazing and they're super kind. But I remember thinking this is absolutely inappropriate that we're banned yeah. Because we don't understand. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's has it been an uphill battle on all of the social media platforms? Was it only, well, Facebook owns most of them, right? But, you know, Facebook, Insta, the same with Instagram. Weirdly, um, Instagram was fine. <laughs> and I don't understand. Really? It's by the same thing. It's the same funnel. It is the same platform. It is, the, it is run by the same people. It is the same hub for advertising. But Instagram was... <laughs> Instagram was like, great, women's health, fantastic. (laughs) Wow. How how does this work? How does this work? But honestly, after we talked about that with Facebook, it has been almost two years now and not a single issue. They have been great. Um, Once we spoke to them about it, they understood and were really receptive we're really not, I, I mean, I went on that phone call thinking, oh, we're going to have a battle. This is going to be miserable. Yeah. They're going to be rude. It was the opposite. They were like, well, this is Help what it is. Help us understand. 
yeah, they're like, well, I don't get it because this is what the kegel is. This is what a vagina is. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, my and God. I, I, oh, I wish talk, I could. And we, talked, and we talked and it was fine. And then they were really receptive. It was almost like they were, they were wondering how they could help us. And so it, it kind of became this really beneficial, good okay. conversation where it started off a little rocky. And I think it was because both parties thought we were going to just fight with each other. But once we kind of understood, like, we're not here to tear each other down, it became almost a, like, a health class turning into, well, how do we as a platform support you better? So for, so for your business, you know, I'm, this is um, a well-priced item. I think it's totally worth it. Um, When it comes to funding, how, how, how did you how do you suggest people who are getting in the area of sex tech um, fund, you know, a device? Because I can't imagine. I mean, is there a cost to go through the FDA? Yeah, um, <laughs> it is not cheap to get FDA approval as well. I mean, are you guys? Were you self-funded? You have investors. You got angel investors. You, you... Yes. Yeah, so we have investors. They're amazing. Uh, very. Yay. I know. I think that we really lucked out because I, I hear a lot of stories where they're you know talking about how miserable it was um, and how controlling they are and everything. And we, I think that we honestly were very, I think this term is overused, blessed with Uh um, really great investors who are kind of, they trusted us and they said, well, you know, the device, you know, it Um, do your thing, give us reports Uh and Uh have helped us when we needed it. And then other, otherwise have been very, cooperative and supportive and kind but Mm -hmm, getting mm -hmm. funding was really brutal especially Mm. about especially about something that was vaginally inserted it was Mm. hard um it was a lot of rejections I would say it was quite a few years worth of rejections oh wow we ended up lucking out because somebody knew somebody who was in the same realm as we were who had just sold and it was just like a match made in heaven. And that's how it kind of, it was very happenstance. Okay. And so for me, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. It's like, good luck. Stick with it. It's brutal, but it'll be worth it to people who are trying to find funding because it, I feel like you constantly get told no. And after a mm. while it is heartbreaking and you're just yes. thinking, what's the point? Yeah. But people need this. I don't know what you have, but if mm-hmm. it helps bring quality of life, there is somebody out there that needs what you have. Please don't give up. Um, yes. Yes, the nose, yes. The nose are heartbreaking, but somebody will hear it. Somebody is going to know somebody or somebody will have personal experience with that who will understand and see the value in it, please mm-hmm. don't give up. Um, yes, especially yes. in this world where we're still kind of shunned and it's still taboo to talk about sex and the orgasm, penis, vagina, yes, you know, your <laughs> anus, all of that stuff is still like really. I mean, I think that we talk about it a lot more openly, but there is still a lot of stigma attached to it. It is still something that I think we talk about privately. It um, is even the sexual health and wellness aspect of it. It's yeah. you know it's one thing for people to 
you know, not want to talk about sex, you know, the ins and out of sex, but this mm-hmm. is a sexual health and wellness that you said, this is about quality of life, right? This should be I- no shame in wanting to not fix every time you giggle, you know, <laughs> you're doing right. it every time you giggle, this should be no shame around, around that. And because the pelvic floor is on the top side of your vulva, it, you know, you should not be shamed. You should have, you know, like you said, a good quality of life. You should not have to depend on adult diapers <laughs> right. or be dependent on adult diapers. I mean, and I've spoken to women um, about your product and in full disclosure, Organic Love and does carry the product, uh, carry the Yarlap. And I've spoken to many women um, about this, some to have it, some don't. And they were like, huh, I didn't know there was something that could help me. I just been buying these freaking adult diapers. And I'm like, but you don't have to. And some of the women have been much older and they're like, you know, I don't want to put that thing in my vagina. You know what right. I mean? I'm like, it's just like a tabloid. And they're just like, fuck it. And I'm like, they'll just wear the diapers, you know, but that's, that's with anything, right? You can tell somebody to, you know, if you put these insoles in your shoes, you, you won't get corns on your feet. Ah, fuck it. It's okay. You got to have something, right. you know, some people, but this, Yarlap is something that does uh, make a difference and you don't have to, you know, suffer, so to speak, in silence. You don't have to wear adult diapers or extra pads or, all. you know, you can't, you know, go 20 feet from any from any place or the bathroom because you may have the urge to go and you're afraid you won't make it. This is something, the Yarlap, that could really make a difference in your day-to-day living, something this basic. And I think it's totally, totally worth it. Totally worth mm-hmm. it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. People, you know, it, it's, 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 it's an investment in yourself. And I think sometimes people just kind of go, eh, you know, I'll just, you know, it's okay. You know, I've lived with it this long. I'll be fine. I'm like, but you don't have to continue to live with it. You right. don't have to just settle when you can invest in your own self and the things that are best for you. You know, it's, it's, it's my belief, you know, we only, we only have this one life, you know, mm-hmm. we, and, and you should do the things that make you feel happy and only you are responsible for your happiness. So why suffer through any amount of time putting up with anything if you're able um, to find something that can assist you to have a better quality of life. And the Yarlap, right. I believe, is one of those things. Thank so. you. I, I am biased, but I could not have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I have tried it. I don't, I'm not having any of the um, challenges with incontinence or, or anything like that. But I wanted to be, able, you know, I did a review on it. So I tried it for, you know, a week or so. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to have a little Yarlap and wine time tonight, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like I you said, know, it's, it's just, a, it's an easy thing. It's relaxing. It's so easy. People are like, well, well, it's going to be a, a hindrance to my routine. It really isn't. Um, just sit and, there and have a glass yeah. of wine or a cup of tea. Yeah. And, and do your Yarlap. <laughs> do we have a name for it? Is it called Yarlapping? I mean, what do we <laughs> 
Oh, we could we could turn it into a verb. <laughs> you know, you should be your lapping if you're not. If you're having incontinence and you want better sexual wellness and health, you should be your lapping. I think you should you turn go. into. I think we should turn it into. You know, how do you get your yarlap on? We have people showing their vaginas and what they do when they're yarlapping. I yarlap while I'm. I'm yarlapping while I have my wine. I'm yarlapping while I'm doing Spanish by Spanish class. I'm yarlapping. <laughs> right, okay, exactly. I'm going I'm too like far with this, aren't I? <laughs> Anything that you want to do, you insert it and then do while I'm yarlapping. There you yes. go. Yes, yarlap time. Yarlap goes fine with rosé. <laughs> yarlap and rosé all day. It's a perfect combination. There, I've said it. <laughs> that's my story. It's in the universe, that's it. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Well, Mary Ellen, it has been such a pleasure to have you on. I am so, so happy that you took the plunge, so to speak, and decided along with your dad to develop this. You are helping thousands and thousands of women to have um, not only a better sex life, of course, but just a better quality of life. And I thank you for that. Thank you so much. And thank you for letting me uh, drone on and on about the pelvic floor. It was an honor to talk to it's you. It's not droning. <laughs> we need the <laughs> pelvic floor. So for all of you, if you want to stay up to date with Mary Ellen and the Yarlap, you could find her at her website, yarlap.com. That is Y-A-R-L-A-P.com. And we, of course, will have the link uh, on, on the page. She is on Instagram at yarlap underscore O-T-C, like over the counter, and on Facebook at Yarlap O-T-C. And of course, you can stay up to date with Sisters of Sexuality at our site, sistersofsexuality.com, and on all social media. And if you have any questions for me or any of our guests, feel free to email me at sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. And of course, my main site, organicloving.com, L-O-V-E-N, and on all social media. And if you like this episode, please leave us a comment and be sure to share and subscribe. Hey, stay sexy. Until next week. Bye-bye. Organic Lovin' for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual? Adventurous. How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her, for him, for you, for the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N.com.